In this episode of the Home to Haven podcast, we're discussing all about connections in the home. So that means children, family, spouse, extended family, cousin, aunties, uncles, aunt to them, everybody in them. How do we navigate these connections and make sure that they are bringing forth their best fruit? Find out today in the Home to Haven podcast coming up now. Hey, thank you so much for tapping on this link. Episode number 16, the Home to Haven podcast. It's going to be a wonderful week today as we continue our discussion on connections, specifically in the home. Again, this is the Home to Haven podcast. My name is Terrell Turner, and we are here all about helping you turn your home into a haven by giving you resources, education, and inspiration. Jen, take it away. Yes, my name is Jen. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether you're listening on the podcast, watching the video on YouTube. We're so glad you're here. You can also find us on Instagram at Oak Haven Company. We um, post reels and, and carousels every day, and we're also in stories where you can see a little behind the scenes and what we do as a family. You can also get some resources on our website at oakhavencompany.com. Be sure to check it out. And today we're going to dive deep into connections, specifically with your family inside the home. So last episode, we talked about the marriage relationship. And so we start everything with our foundation, with our relationship with God, first and foremost, and then the marriage relationship. And next really comes the family, whether it be with parents, your spouse and your children, or whoever's really in that home, your family home. It can be a whole lot of ways. This is where we really get into our, our lives because we have extended family, we have cousins and aunts right. and uncles and friends. And for many people, those dynamics play major roles in our lives. A lot of those dynamics are broken. A lot of those mm-hmm. dynamics are strained. Mm-hmm. And so we want to help you navigate in the little time we have, how to navigate those connections, how to navigate those dynamics so that you have the tools you need to keep peace and love and joy in your personal home. And so why do people need family? Why is that so important? Well, we talked a little bit about the connections and what that really means is to be, feel that you're heard and seen, you have a sense of belonging and really feel that you can relate to somebody back and forth, um, not just over virtual or social media, but that you have an in-person that you can make those connections. And so to have that family unit, like you said, it could be a million different ways, but to have some type of family, whether it's your biological or an adopted family or a church family. Um, It doesn't have to be a blood family, but it is important to have those connections with somebody that you can call your family. I think about when we first see in the scripture, people coming together. You know, from the very beginning, God created mankind. He created Adam. He created Eve. He created him for fellowship. Mm -hmm. He created them because he wanted to love someone. Uh, not just for himself, because God doesn't need anything. Right. God wanted to love someone. He created his family. He put Adam with Eve. Right. Uh, he walked with him in the cool of the day, talked with them, created fellowship, created community. And so humans were created with this need mm-hmm. for community, for togetherness. Something that you may not know this verse, Psalm 68, verse 6, declares that God puts the lonely in families. 
How about that? God has created this unit. He's created this institution of order that we can develop, we can grow, we can communicate, love, and receive what we need, one from each other. Again, that does not always ha- it may not always be biological. Right. It all may not always be the way we want it to be in our hearts right. and our minds because we're in this broken world with people who have free will. Mm-hmm. But God will provide the people that he's ordained for your life to surround you, to uphold you, and to grow with you so that you have that family. And going back to Genesis, when Adam was in the garden, you know, God said it wasn't good that he was alone. Yeah. So he had all the animals. He created all the animals. He got to name them all. So there there were other living things around him. He was in a lush garden. He was in a beautiful place. But God made the point that it's not good for him to be alone. So he created Eve, and that, like you said, started the first family. And I've I've heard this. I've heard ladies say, "I don't need a man." Okay. I've heard God. I said it. I don't need a woman. I'm, I'm not. I'm not fooling with that. Okay. And I was coming. Typically, it's coming from a place of hurt. Right. A place of anger. A place of because you've been disappointed, right. you've been let down, a little you've been bitter. stabbed in the back, bitterness, mm-hmm. right? But realize that that was all not God's perfect plan for your life. That was completely mm-hmm. different and not for you. There is, there is relationship for you that there's peace, there is joy, there is wholeness, there is security. There are the things in there that for you from God, from God's word. And so it's about having the right connection. We talked about that, the right connections versus the wrong ones. And if you're in that place of hurt, or you're in a place where you don't feel like you have any family right now and you're feeling that loneliness and you're not feeling any connections, you can trust and know that when you give your desires over to God and you follow Absolutely. him with with everything you have and love him with everything that you are, like he will bring that to fruition. It sounds so like, oh, that sounds so whatever, but it's the truth. It is the truth. When you lay it down at the altar and give it to him, he will take that sacrifice, he will take it and receive it, and you will see his will, his connections being brought forth into your life. That's right. Now, when we have strong um, connections with family members, what can that lead to? So when we have strong relationships with our kids or even each other, that along with what God is teaching us, equips us to go out into the world because the world has all these different views. Things are ever changing, but that really equips you to go out, be confident, be courageous. We've been told that over and over throughout the Bible. So that's why it's so important is to be able to go out in the world, let your light shine, but also to be able to face all those things that are going to be coming your way. Yeah, it's our prayer that God would use us as an example. He would use us as light to our neighbors, uh, to people at, at when, we, when we're at the school events, mm-hmm. kids play soccer. We're always praying, God, let us be lights. Let us be an example. Let's see, it, see, see us interact. You know, you don't want to be at the ball field arguing and didn't I tell you right. to do this? And right. oh my God, you're and, that you're, family, right? and you're flipping out, and you're that family, and people are looking at you. But be the family that comes in smiling, be the family that has it together. And I'm not saying you got to be perfect, I'm not, right. I don't want to paint that picture, but at the same time, you want to reflect the light of God's joy. Man, family and marriage, and and family and marriage, and family. It really can be wonderful, and he, God ordained it to give you completion. He, he, he gave it to you to bring you fulfillment. Right. And so we really believe and want you to experience all that God has for you, and it can be joy. Yes, well, you know, they step in a puddle. It would make you frustrated, yeah, 
but we have the fruit of the Spirit. Ask God for patience. And again, when you're at the restaurant, you're reflecting his joy. You're reflecting his goodness. And people can come by and say, you know what? There's just something mm-hmm. different about you. The waitress right. is like, you know what? I love how you guys are, are you know, interacting. I don't have this. And you're able to open your mouth and say, let me tell you how we have this joy. Let me tell you how we get along so well. It's not us. It's the peace of God, the wholeness right. of God that brings us together and keeps us together. And when we bring that joyful spirit around, we do need to think about, are we overscheduling ourselves? Are we always out and about doing things? Is half of us this way, half of us the other way, everybody doing their own thing? We need to make the focus on, are we scheduling our time or are we stewarding our time the way God wants us to? And are we meeting our goals for our family. Like if our goal is to raise our children with God first, are we making and scheduling that time throughout our day to have devotions with them? Are we making that time to spend in prayer or are we just going every which way? So making sure we are intentional, like you said before, with our time, not over scheduling other things, but scheduling the things for the purpose of whatever our family goals are. Yeah, last episode we talked about ways to stoke the flame, and those were some natural things. Uh, I wasn't able to share it then, but I want to connect it, right, because we always want to give a spiritual application. The way to really stoke the flame and to maintain connections is through prayer. It's really hard to be critical of someone when you're praying for them. It's hard to point the finger at someone else because I found for me, prayer shows me me. Right. God talks to me about me when I'm in prayer. And so and I'm like, oh, is Jen's not doing this or God, I want to do this. It's always, well, let's come around to see what okay. you're doing or not doing. So one of the things that can really sever and hinder relationships and hinder connections and put a, put breaks on them is when we're overcritical, when we are putting one another down, okay. when we're using that you language versus mm-hmm. I language we talked about a few episodes ago, when it's always criticism and and correction again correction is good but when we're criticizing one another and when we are um putting one another down that can really dampen connections because it creates that distrust and that disunity and things begin to fall apart and crack that's right like is that criticism constructive or are you bringing it with the right words we talked about it is the words that you say not just the tone that you're saying it so are those words that you're speaking to your family members, like life-giving, are they full of grace? Are they seasoned with grace? We talked about that as well. So really showing not just the criticism, but also showing your family members the appreciation and the gratitude you have for them, not just for the things that they do for you or the things that they make life easier for you, but really the character traits that you see in them. So thank you so much for being kind when you helped, you know, your brother clean up the toys or thank you so much for showing compassion when, you know, daddy didn't feel very well and you went in there and gave him a hug and made sure that he felt okay. You are supporting your family members by recognizing the fruits of the spirit in them. Essentially. we, We try to teach appreciation for, the things that we, we, we do. So in this household, we teach appreciation, acknowledgement, acknowledge for the things that we do for one another, acknowledge acts of kindness, acknowledge sacrifice, mm-hmm. acknowledge those things, and show your gratitude, show your appreciation. We're talking about um, 
these connections. I'm thinking again about extended family. Okay. And I want to point out that it's very, very important that we create boundaries because a lot of times things that can sabotage <laughs> relationships are improper boundaries. And that can be difficult to manage. It can be difficult to navigate where you have people who are speaking into your life and they've crossed those boundaries. You've given them access to certain areas where they should not have access to, should not have reach or authority into. And those can be very, very tricky to navigate when you've got Mm -hmm. cousins or aunts or uncles or people and they're, well, you know, you should be doing this and such and such and so and so shouldn't be doing that and you should be doing that, right? And again, great, they're family, but are they qualified, right? Are are they true life givers right. into your life that you open yourself up to? Be very, very careful and particular about that. Right. So those extended families and those all those branches, be careful when you've got so much and so many people so many cooks into the mm-hmm. in the kitchen, as they say, you know. I would really warn and and, and caution against bringing external factors into your personal private oasis, your haven. And are they even bringing God's word to you? Uh, yeah. Um, and it even gets more tricky if it's not extended family, if it's like a parent situation, yeah. right? So if it's like your in laws or your yeah. parents, you know. It, you're, 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 you need to honor your father and mother, Yeah. but are they needing boundaries in terms of what your family needs? You have to create those boundaries because, you know, what works in one household may not Absolutely. work in the other household. Mm-hmm. And what God has given you to do, he may not have given someone else to do. And so you can respectfully and you can lovingly create a boundary that says, I appreciate that, I thank you, and I hear what you're mm-hmm. saying, but... This is how we're going, and unless I hear differently from the Holy Spirit, we're going this way. And that's not dishonoring. That is not putting down. That is communicating respectfully. You have to create that boundary, even with the parent. In-laws, as you said, Mm -hmm. if an in-law is overreaching their step, they're crossing boundaries, you've got to put that up. God holds you responsible to maintain and to keep the peace that he's given you, right? Right. Peace I leave you, peace I give you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. That's what Jesus said, right? Mm-hmm. He's giving you this peace. Mom was not giving me this. Okay. Mom was not maintaining this. Okay. And sometimes it can get even more tricky if mom was living in the house. Maybe you're the right. caregiver for mama right. now. And you know? So these these are these sticky kind of areas, blended families. We've got children that you know you didn't have biologically but now they're living with you you're the caretaker for those children you know navigating those relationships can be very very painful tricky and so it's important that number one you pray get the wisdom of god okay that's not something that i can really counsel on and tell you what to do in the situation get the wisdom of god um maintain we talk about maintain an atmosphere of peace keep that worship music flowing keep prayer flowing get everyone together around the word of God together to set the precedent of this is the atmosphere that we have in this house. And this is, this is it. This is how we roll. Right. Uh. (laughs) This is what we want. This is what we desire. And it even gets trickier when, like you said, the extended family or the, the in-laws, 
it, it makes a really easy access to kind of splinter the marriage relationship if yeah. it's like your parents and I'm not feeling it, but maybe you're loyal to them or you're trying to honor them. I think it's just a really easy way to get into those cracks and kind of, you know, start to loosen up those those bonds and those connections with your family. It's a little fox to spoil the vine any way Satan can use to tear down. I mean, Satan hates family. He's alone, right? He got kicked out because okay. of his disobedience. Okay. So he's very, very jealous of a strong unit that represents what he lost, what he does no longer have. And so, yes, one thing that we make a decision on, I am, we're not going to argue about family. I'm not even having that discussion. Okay. You know, we're not, we're not allowing, we're not going to allow anything external to tear us up. Like if, if we're going to go down, it's going to be because something that you and I did. Okay. Not, okay. not something, divided, right? Right, not, not something that, an external thing. I'm not letting someone else come in here and jack up what God is. Like you would again. sever those ties before. Absolutely. Okay. You know, you're my wife. So you're setting so the priorities. And we're the setting the priorities type. and the standard. We're, we're, we're drawing the line in the sand. You know, we came I together as one left for, for this cause. Right. Shall a man leave his father and mother? That's another, that's scripture. Right. So we got to get back to that. Did we leave mom and, and Did father? Did we truly leave? Right. Did we truly and cleave to mm-hmm. my husband. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to have more allegiance to your dad than your husband. That's a problem. Right. You don't want to have more allegiance to your mom than your wife. That's a problem. You know, your spouse is number one. And I think you, that's you hard, are now right. one. <laughs> I think that's sometimes hard for people to adjust to because they've lived that life for so long, single. Um, you know, people like calling their their moms every hour. Or, you know, that just ha- maybe how they're raised or how their relationship has always been. And then it's kind of a switch when you get married. And some people mentioned, I know it might be getting not a little off topic, but they're like, oh, you changed since you got married. Well, <laughs> right. Well, you're supposed to. You're supposed to. Ch- I, I would caution you, I advise that you actually change before you get married. One of the things I teach is prepare for what God has prepared for you. Okay. So if you are single, here's a little tidbit for you is that you become the husband before you are the husband. Right. You become the wife before you are the wife. Don't wait till you say I do okay. to like, you know, start you know, you know, erasing entanglements. Okay. You're like get that stuff snip, snipped out now. Okay. Not not when you say I do. Not after the fact. Not after the okay. fact, you know. Okay. You get an integrity before you become right. a husband. You, you know, become loving before you become a wife. Right. Like you you practice these things before. When I was preparing and I, when I knew I was ready to get a husband, mm-hmm. I moved my clothes to my side of the closet. Right. I'm ready for my wife to come in here. I didn't know who you were. I didn't have have, have right. met we you never yet. Met. So, you know, I've start started kind of slowly hang stop hanging out with the guys. Why? Because I'm not going to be out at two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night when I'm married. Mm-hmm. Them days are going to be over. Mm-hmm. It's time to grow up and be a husband now, right? Right. So, I didn't really change change when I got married because I was already uh, in husband mode. Before I even met you, right? You're set. You're setting I'm the stage. Setting, you're practicing. It's grown man time. This right. is it's time to be a husband. Right. Okay. So, okay. yes, I am ready now. I'm putting. Paul said, "When I became a man, I put away childish things." That's right. So I'm ready to fully embrace and accept my responsibility as a husband and as a father to children, and be, being that example. All right. <laughs> well, so was, that, was that shocking to you? No, it's great. So we're leaving and cleaving. We're becoming our own family. Yeah. We're drawing the boundaries 
And so we're now making those deep, meaningful connections within our home. Um, one main point I wanted to make is that don't make it complicated. It doesn't have to be an over-the-top family trip to make these deep connections or some elaborate birthday no, no, party no. or, right. you know, and all we these. wait for those things, you know, while I'll wait till Mother's Day or I'll wait till again the birthday party. Mm-hmm. Like I said, no, it's it's those little things, those little moments being intentional, asking questions, how are you, not just receiving fine as the answer. Mm-hmm. No, right. really, truly, how are you? Um, is there anything about me or our relationship where you can't open up and share what's going on with you mm-hmm. when you keep getting fine? I'm good. Yeah. If someone doesn't want to open up or hasn't taken that step to open up, mm-hmm. don't put it on them. Hey, I want to create an atmosphere where you can open up to me. I right. want to be a person you can trust right. and demonstrate that, communicate that. Don't right. always, well, they don't open up. They don't want to say anything. Take ownership. Right. Yes, it takes two, mm-hmm. but make sure you're one. You're right. you're you're putting your right. one in. Right, and it's strong and following God's word, um, and you're keeping it simple with communication, but being vulnerable and open. And even with kids, you can ask them the same things, different questions. Um, but with kids, a lot of the times, it's just super simple. Our kids are still pretty young; they're six, but they just want you to spend time with them. They don't need you to take take them to you know. Carowinds every day, and you know, and and Monkey Joe. Right. Is it Monkey Joe's? Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I think there used to be one. Uh, whatever the places um, are, you know what they are. You know, it can just literally be outside on yeah. the patio with some hot dogs or cards or right. a drawing, and getting into their hearts and getting to their spirits. Those moments will go a long, long way. Even when they're teenagers, don't confess. Oh, my teenagers don't like me. They don't want to be right. around me. We're going to cast those negative words down, and you are going to invest and continue to sow. We will not lose our children. We will not lose them to the world. The Bible promises. There's a promise for you. He will keep and preserve them from this evil generation. That is your promise. We speak and declare that over you, over your house, over your children, over your teenagers. They will not be taken or destroyed by this generation, by this 2023 generation no matter what, no matter how evil looks, no matter how the world goes, God will keep and preserve them from this evil generation. Amen. And it's so simple things that you can do with your kids that you don't even think about. You're not pre-planning. But like I said, the first point is if you don't, if you're not so busy all the time doing things and you have some downtime just hanging out around the house. I mean, we turned the sprinklers on last summer and that was like amazing to them. They thought that was great. They'll remember that for years, and we have some great pictures to to show of it. And just stay in the moment. Again, don't always be on your phone videoing and photographing I would encourage you yeah, to stop that. I would, again, we talked about last week. I'm going to wrap it up okay. about scheduling surprises. Sometimes it's just good to, like, you know what? I know we had these things scheduled. We're going to scrap that. Yeah. And we're just going to the ice cream store, right. or we're just going to have a night out outside in the sprinkler going together. To turn f- together and no phones right no texts no emails again i don't well so and so gonna nothing's more important right now than right. our family so that's gonna have to wait mm-hmm. you know put the priority and put it where it belongs it's your mm-hmm. family it's your spouse it's your kids it's your parent whatever it is for that particular season make sure right. the emphasis is on it protect it keep it guarded 
put a hedge of protection around it so that we are preserved. Your home is preserved. It is kept. It is maintained. And that you'll see, you'll see the turnaround and change. So keep those words in your mind. Listen to that blessing again. Be encouraged. Those strong connections can happen and will happen when you trust and obey and desire those things from God. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you're liking any of this content, please give us a like and subscribe to our channel. That helps us get found by other people. Also drop those comments or send us a message on Instagram at Oakhaven Company. Let us know what topics you're interested in. Let us know how this is affecting you and what you've gotten out of it. We'd be very grateful for that. Absolutely. And now you can take the next step and invest in yourself. We've got resources for you on our website. What you can do is you can click the link in the description and on the show notes and uh, sign up for our email newsletter. When you do that, you're going to get a guide's absolutely free. Uh, one of those guides are 30 questions you can ask before dating. You can even ask those questions when you are in your relationship right, already. It's, it's evergreen, right? These are things that you can ask and to gauge and spark communication. That's up there for you. We've got some confession scriptures that we have put together to speak over your home, speak over your children, speak over your finances. And that's a free resource for you. So take the next step today. There's things that we have created just for you to help you take these first steps of moving towards having a haven, not just a home, right. not just a house, but a true haven where there is a just wall of peace and jo love and joy in your home. So again, show notes or the link in the description, sign up for our e-newsletter and you will get that in your inbox today. Thanks so much for watching. Stay tuned. We will have another episode next Wednesday. Thanks for joining.